Welcome to another episode of Last in Line Leadership, where we are equipping people to rise up to their calling of leadership. Servant leadership out of Mark 9.35. He who wants to be first will be last of all and servant of all, the Bible says. We're here to tell those stories of people who have overcome adversity, who are rising up in the face of challenges and leading anyway despite their feelings. People who are being the example, being the tip of the spear, also the kickstand who props others up and empowers other people. So that's what we're about at Last in Line Leadership. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave us a review and rating. Give us an email, lastinlineleadership at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, last underscore in underscore line underscore leadership. Welcome to another episode of Last in Line Podcast. Hey, welcome back. Glad to have you. Glad to be here with you. I've uh, got a great one for you today because I've been thinking a lot about prepping and preparation and not necessarily the prepping you're thinking, although we have done some of our share of canning and pickling and uh, vacuum sealing stuff and and just trying to capitalize on supply right now and maybe before prices triple or quadruple uh maybe we'll have a, a back stock of a couple months never know but not that kind of prepping today prepping i'm talking about is how prepared are we when the wheels fall off when the train derails of our life when we when we suffer setbacks devastation or loss are we equipped to handle it are we armored up and do we have a foundation, a rooting, a root system that goes deep when this storm comes at us? Like, what have we done to prepare our fields in the area of our emotional bank account, spiritual currency that we might need for a rainy day, quite literally or figuratively a rainy day? And so what I've done was come up with something I want to call precious protocol. So we're going to set a protocol. We're going to set an SOP. You know, as well as I do, most corporations, military, medical community, those segments of life, those areas typically have a, an SOP system. And typically a standard operating procedure protocol in place which is basically just a set of criteria of steps to take when some outcome happens, something unforeseen or something possibly planned for occurs that they then go to the manual, the handbook, the protocol, the SOP for that situation. So there's a standard operating procedure of how to handle it. So in my mind, I'm thinking we, we cover all our bases, even down to shelving stocking our shelves in our closet full of food in case there's a shortage, right? Preparation doesn't always equate to expectation. You know, just because I lock my door at night doesn't mean I'm expecting a visitor at 2 a.m. that I don't want. It's just being prepared in case of a situation, right? That we're prepared for security, we're prepared for safety. But locking my door doesn't mean that I'm expecting an intruder. Uh, so 
preparation doesn't always equate to expectation. But in this case, we know that devastation comes, can come, can happen. We know that catastrophes out there, disappointments out there, out there, loss, setbacks are out there. We know this. This is just, you know, I mean, the Bible tells us that, that you're going to have tribulation, but take heart. Jesus has overcome the world, but he says you will have tribulation. So what's our plan for broken? What are we planning for whenever things either fall to pieces or things just start to unravel at the very least? What is our protocol spiritually, emotionally, relationally? What are we standing on that we're tethered to that will keep us in place for when that happens? Not if, but when that happens. Because I guarantee we'll see adversity. And I guarantee you that people are going to people are going to look to us, especially the men of the house, are going to look to us for stability. Are going to look to us for strength and for stamina, because they're going to want somebody that can stick in it for the long haul if needed. You know, people around us don't need us to be strong for a minute, and then to to crumble in a week. So. We got to be strong, we got to be stable, and we got to have stamina through these times because you're going to, you know, we're either going to suffer, you know, uh, financial hardship, we're going to have a physical ailment, possibly. There's going to be some sort of loss. I mean, people don't live forever, so you're going to lose a loved one here and there. I mean, we, we almost can guarantee that we're going to have these situations, but what's our standard operating procedure? What's our SOP? So I've created an SOP that doesn't stand for standard operating procedure. I've got three things for you, three keys to creating your SOP, and I've got scripture, I've got others, and I've got prayer. That's the S and the O and the P. All right, you knew I had to get weird on you. Uh, so SOP has got to stand for something besides the the status quo of standard operating procedure. I'm going to call it scripture, others, and prayer. These are the three things that I think if, if we shore up in our life and we secure the walls around these three things, if we can get them foundationally engraved into who we are, if we can just make it a habit, second nature, right? Then I think when any sort of loss, devastation, pain, hardship, opposition, adversity comes, we, we've, we've got it. We've, we're rooted. We're, we've got this, you know, the pylon is down deep, is, is dug deep for stability. So our SOP, right, the, the first one's going to be Scripture. And I've heard people say, you know, get scripture in you when you don't need it so that it's there when you do. I would argue we always need it. Okay. But when, when we've got several, you know, when we're disciplined, first of all, to, to read and have a devotional time and a quiet time and to get God's word in us, when we have time for, when we make time for that and we create, those habits, that discipline, then that stuff is ingrained in us. That Those scriptures will come out of us when we need them. Those things will be there as staples when we are stuck in a, a sticky spot. 
right? Or we're up against it in, in our family, in our marriage, with parenting. When we financially maybe can't make ends meet, we can lean on these scripture. And I know what you're saying, like, oh, that sounds super spiritual. That just sounds, you know, a little bit fluffy to think that I can read some words on a page and they're going to have some sort of meaning and they're going to stick in situations and have some sort of powerful impact in the way that I view things and handle things and the peace and wisdom that I have through them. Sounds a little weird that just reading the Bible is going to help with that. Well, I'm telling you, it does. I know for a fact that the Word of God is living, right? And it's it's sharper than any two-edged sword, so it cuts through anything, right? The Word is a light to our feet. It, the Word, it says, the, let's see, the Word is lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I knew I'd get it eventually. And these are all from memory, so help me, you know, bear with me here, paraphrasing most likely. Um, but scripture is huge because look, the Bible talks about preparing your fields for rain. But I also know that if we do that and we prepare our fields for rain figuratively in a way of getting scripture in us so that we're strengthened when we need it, we also prepare our spirit for pain whenever we prepare our fields for rain. So our spirit is literally going through boot camp to be prepared for battle and, and getting scripture in our spirit, getting the word of God, the living, breathing word of God, God inspired word in us. There's power in it, right? There's power in the word of God. So the more of it you can get in it, the more you can recall just kind of at, at a moment's notice, the more you can memorize, the more prepared you're going to be. Like, you're going to know how to use a gun when you go fight in a war. But you're not going to have to think about it. Like, it's already going to have ammunition. It's already going to have a round chamber, and you're already going to be prepared to fire that weapon. So in Scripture context, get it in you so that you're just automatic when it's time to use it. It just comes out of you. Uh, and I, I mean, I think you know, in, in, in the context of the scripture is writing it down and, and journaling sometimes through those scriptures. And you may have heard of what's called a soap journal, right? So it's the scripture, it's S O A P. So scripture, then it's, uh, the observation. So how you observe, you know, what you observe to be happening in the scripture, uh, the, I believe application so how you would apply that to life. And then P is a prayer that you write out a prayer to God about that situation and how it applies to you. So soap journaling is important. Uh, I've done it. I don't always do it consistently, but I do read my devotionals multiple throughout the day. And I do have a good amount of scripture that I can recall in certain situations that strengthen me. So Scripture is your first one when we're talking about SOP. Again, we're talking about this precious protocol we're going to create. Three keys to creating your SOP for devastation, for loss, for setbacks, for adversity, for fill in the blank, whatever you think is something negative in your life that's almost guaranteed to happen. So it's time to make yourself ready. Not that you're expecting it, like I said, but you're preparing. 
so you can handle it for the people around you so that they can feel stable and secure and safe with you in those trenches of whatever adversity you're feeling. So the second one is others. SOP, okay? Scripture, others, and prayer. Others, so I, I'm, I'm saying to incorporate a system. Put a system in place where you have two or three, a handful would be nice, but two or three, two at least, people that you can trust to have your back and to be like-minded, to be spiritually strong, like you consider yourself, so that that they're there to speak wisdom over you whenever maybe you've lost all capability of being rational because the loss is so significant or catastrophic. Maybe you're not thinking clearly, but you can make a phone call, and those people can speak wisdom into you. They can speak rational thoughts of encouragement. They can speak some sort of order in the chaotic situation. So you got to have that couple of folks that you can count on to do that. Um, it's you got to solidify your circle, but you got to do that ahead of time, right? We're 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 not looking for the fire extinguisher whenever all rooms in the house are are ablaze. We're 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 knowing where the fire extinguishers are before there's ever a fire. We're making sure that they work before there's ever any sort of situation where we need them so the circle that you're solidifying are the two or three people in your life that you keep in contact with throughout even in good times not just bad times right they're not just your lifeline when you're drowning in the ocean they're they're there as friends as people that can help you can encourage you can celebrate with you can grieve with you if needed can call you out if needed which is probably more than anything with me most likely is someone to just kind of check me and kind of remind me of these blind spots that I have, but keep that circle solidified before you actually have a grease fire in the kitchen. And before you, you know, feel like you're derailing in life or something's come out, you've lost your job, you have no money, you're this, 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 you're, you know, whatever's happening. Then you start scrambling to find out who you can call for help. You should already have that stuff shored up beforehand. And I, and I call it permissive accountability. You're giving those people a pass to talk to you the way you would want to talk to them whenever you need to get somebody kind of yanked back in shape or you need to put your arm around somebody and maybe carry somebody across the finish line because they've suffered some sort of physical tragedy or mental, emotional setback right you've got to have those people that you've given permission to speak into your life to love on you as you love on them but speak truth and love so you got to be willing to be called out you got to have a thick skin you've given them permission so it's a permissive accountability you know that they're there for you and they're going to speak truth they're not going to sugarcoat it but they're also going to come in and and bring some sort of help because you they know you're in a situation of need. There's been devastation in your life. Something or somebody has run roughshod through you and over your situation, and you've got to have somebody come in and make it all better. So uh, those people, those guys in your life, you got to get them ahead of time. And uh, that's that's the others part of this SOP that we're creating. So. The last part's prayer. Um, you know, 
we talk, you know, we talk a lot about us guys talk a lot about physical capability, right? And I'm all about strength training. Uh, I, you know, have uh, a lot of respect for those endurance runners, those ultra runners that go run, you know, 50, 100 miles. Uh, but I'm into strength training. That's kind of my thing. But I, we all talk about capability in a physical sense, right? We all talk about, you know, building wealth so that we can just, we can change our, you know, our lineage. Uh, we can change the next generation. You know, our family tree is going to be different because we've planned financially and now we have this wealth accumulation. We talk about all of those things in areas where we're capable and prepared and strong and uh, masculine. But where are we in the area of our spiritual life and drawing near to God the Father, drawing near to our Creator, drawing near in prayer in moments of solitude. Because whenever the whenever the fit hits the shan, so to speak, and trouble is knocking down your door, and you've got a wayward child, or your wife isn't talking to you, or maybe your 401k just took a nosedive, uh, to a significant degree, uh, you know, maybe you've just experienced, maybe you've lost a loved one. I don't know. But when that happens, our reflex has got to be seek solitude because that's where we get the closest to God. That's where we hear from him more. The Holy Spirit impresses upon us more in those quiet times of alone than he ever will. And if you need guidance and direction and strength and peace and wisdom, there's no better way to get it than with prayer and pressing in to that alone time with Him. And, and you know, prayer allows us, like God loves, I don't know if you've ever been, so let's say you've been to a concert. And I, I've known people who are musicians, and they tell me, man, there's no greater feeling than whenever the crowd is singing your music back to you. I've been at concerts where the whole, you know, the entire crowd knows every word that's being sang. And sometimes the musician will just step away from the microphone and let the crowd finish the song. And they've just got this huge smile on their face of fulfillment and, and, and gratification. So when you're quoting scripture back to the Father, when you're praying and you're reminding him of who he says he is, and you're declaring that and you're agreeing with him about your situation, about who you are, about who he is, and you're quoting him back to him, there's some significant power in that. There's major power in quoting Scripture as you pray. right? God, you say I'm more than a conqueror, Lord. You say that you will provide all my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You say that my marriage is blessed. Like You say that... Uh, you can do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ever ask for, right? I, when you're quoting Scripture back to God in prayer, I'm telling you there's something that just ignites in that moment. Clarity happens. Wisdom, answers, solutions, direction. Things just start to kind of come to you and get clearer. So declare His promises back to Him. In those moments of solitude, start talking to him like he's a, a father, like he's somebody, not just he's just this, 
you know, magnificent, you know, being in the sky that you have to use, you know, old English or King James speak to, to relate to. He just wants to be conversational. So declare his promises back to him in those moments of solitude. Um, you know, there's scripture for all kinds of stuff. Like you lose a job, like there's, there's scripture for that, you know, for finances, there's scripture for losing a loved one. You know, there's, it, there's one in, in Psalm 34, it says, Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are, who are crushed in spirit. Like there are things, you know, when you change those around the wording and you're like, God, you saved those who, who are crushed in spirit. Lord, you're close to me because I'm brokenhearted. Your, your word says that you're near, right? That you never leave or forsake me. Like if you can speak that back to him, there's power in it. So your SOP, your standard operating procedure, your, your precious protocol that we're talking about today is the SOP of Scripture, others, and prayer. These are the things, these are the foundational bedrock of what's going to hold you in place when the loss happens, when the devastation happens. Are you expecting it? No, but you're prepared. Even if it's a small scale, you're still prepared. Those bullets bounce off of you because you've already poured the slab in your spirit. You've already poured the slab inside you, okay, in your heart, in your mind. You've got scripture for those moments. You can write them down, right? You can you can have them when you're ready. You can have them when you're not. You can have them for somebody else at the very least. When they need them, you've got something to encourage them, okay? This isn't just for you. So uh, then you've got the, you've got others where you got to gather those people before you actually need them. You've got to create and cultivate those relationships so that you know, you've got strong people in your corner that are going to speak truth, speak encouragement, and that they're reliable and they're going to be there uh, when you do need it. And, and so you've got to solidify that circle and you've got to give them permission to hold you accountable. And the last one's prayer. We've talked about it. Quote God back to God. I think uh, there's no greater sign of honor. There's no greater sign of admiration and reverence when you quote God's words back to him and you declare his promises that are for you and you thank him for that and you, you remind him that you know how big he is, how good he is. Whenever you do that and you verbalize it, you're declaring those promises. He's He's sitting there just, he's pounding his fist saying, yes, 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 and amen. He's agreeing, you're agreeing. There's power there. So clarity comes, wisdom comes, peace comes. So guys, get your protocol in order. Get your SOP in order. And watch what God does when waves get a little turbulent. You're ready to stand. You're ready to... Uh, be solid and stand firm and you're ready to be unshakable. So with that, be blessed. Make your escape.